Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Well, today our show is brought to you by Bull Realty Asset and Occupancy Solutions, headquartered in Atlanta and helping clients throughout the Southeast. Visit bullrealty.com. And today we have an incredible show for you. We're going to talk about social media for business. And I think it's kind of interesting in commercial real estate, a lot of us think that social media maybe is not that important. Well, it is important. It's also important for our tenants, tenants uh, whether they're retail, office, certainly industrial with e-commerce taking over that industry. So we're going to have some experts today. Uh, we're also, we're going to have Michael Beckerman, and we also have uh, Les Atkins with us here. He's in Studio One. He's CEO of Orange Wave Group. Their website is orangewavegroup.com. In Studio One, Les, thanks for joining us. Hey, not a problem. How are you? Great, great. Well, Les, if you will, to start us out with... You know, as I mentioned uh, in the opening, I think some of us, especially in the commercial real estate business world, think social media, who needs it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is the, how, how big is it today? Well, it's pretty big. I mean, it's like Facebook has 18% market share of all of social media, which if you think about that from perspective of how much people put, actually spend time on the different social medias, uh, with YouTube, they spend 40 minutes. And what that means is when they actually are logging on to like a YouTube or thing, they spend 40 minutes in one time. Wow. Uh, Facebook, 35 minutes. Snapchat, 25 minutes. We'll, talk, we'll come back to Snapchat. Uh, Instagram, 15 minutes. And Twitter, interestingly, because Twitter's been in all the news lately, about one minute, because you can look at Twitter really fast, right? Yeah. So the interesting thing, the number one business platform uh, what do you think the number one business platform is? Right yeah, now? I think most people would think it's LinkedIn, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's Snapchat. Actually, LinkedIn is the lowest wow. on the social media, which actually is interesting because you said like your audience thinks that they don't need social media. That's well, not just a few of us. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it, the interesting thing is that um, the when we talk about business Snapchat, people go Snapchat. Yeah. Well, that's where people are, and that's where the consumers are. And that's where the 18 to 34 age group that has that expendable income, uh, that's where they're spending their time. So if you're not where they are, they're not seeing you. And, it's, and there's more aspect of, you know, you have to think about it from a broader perspective. Yes, the goal is to rent your space or sell your space or find a space to help other people. But at the end of the day, these companies that you're working with, they need employees, yeah. right? right? So if they need employees, and they don't have a good digital presence, then those employees aren't going to look at them and, not, and are not going to want to work for their organizations, which meaning they'll die, which there's companies dying every month here in the United States. Yeah, so even if uh, you're a lawyer or accountant or, or you're a, or a developer, we all need to recruit and retain, right? So exactly. being having a presence on social media can, hey, the people, they'll at least know who we are, right? right. And, and maybe want to work for us. Right, I mean, I actually started working with social media in 2005. Mm -hmm. And so- you dinosaur. Now, I know, <laughs> and now it's 2017. Yeah. And social media literally has changed about five times mm -hmm in that time span on how people use it, how people you know, consume it. And one of the big things to understand is it's not gonna stop changing. One of the interesting things that I'm seeing, because uh, I travel quite a bit, right? Um, so one of the interesting things I'm seeing both around the United States and, and, uh, and in the world as well is that the economy's getting better, the 
unemployment is down, and so things are kind of getting back to way, quote unquote, they were. The danger is, is that people go back to the traditional way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Because they will lose in the end if they think, oh, it's all good now, so I can go back to doing it the way I used to do it, and just ignore this whole digital media, social media, you know, that's just for kids. Yeah. Well, those kids now are 40 and under. Yeah. And they're the ones who are doing business and buying buildings, renting office space, doing all the things that your audience is needing them to understand that they can help them with. Okay, so let's say I understand uh, I need a social media uh, campaign. I need a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, how should I start off? Do I need to think about, first of all, who do I really want to do business with? Yeah, think about who your audience is. Uh, I've, I've said that from day one. You know, you really need to understand who your audience is. And the, and the worst thing you can say is, well, my audience is everybody. No, that's not a true statement, right? Yeah. So you really need to define, spend some time defining your audience. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that happens is people go, okay, social media. So someone comes in and talks about Snapchat. They heard your show. We said Snapchat's the number one business. So they turn around their office and say, all right, we gotta go on Snapchat, right? <laughs> You're missing the point. Yes, Snapchat is the number one in business right now, but in order for you to maintain a strong reputation, a strong um, presence, you need to have what's called, and you and I have discussed it a couple of times, digital presence, mm -hmm. which what that means is you have to be involved in where your audience is. And you and I just had the conversation that sometimes people will find you on one of the social media platforms and never ever go to your site. Yeah. I mean, the old adage is, we need the digital presence to, to, to pull people to our website. That's not the world we live in anymore. Yeah, that's kind of the old days where you had a website, you're trying to pull them there. I guess you're really now trying to, if you have content, uh, you're trying to reach the, the folks you want to do business with, you better reach it where they are. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's some research that needs to go in to find out yeah. where they are. And the first one is, who's your audience? You know, we and I talked about it, the biggest growth of Facebook is still that older generation, 55, 65 and above, mm -hmm. right? And so if that's your audience, you need to be spending your ad dollars on Facebook ads. Yeah, and I think sometimes people are surprised about where your audience is. You know, uh, Les and I, we spoke uh, together on a panel and it was kind of an older group of yeah. uh, commercial real estate people. And, uh, and then for the 24 hours after that, Facebook lit up, uh, our Facebook lit up. And I thought, wow, these old people <laughs> are all yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And then you got to figure out really, all right, so if you define your audience and you know who your audience is, then I guess you got to think about, well, what do they want to understand? What do they want to know about? What, what is interesting to them? Right. And so the thing is the danger of businesses that don't know this whole digital thing is they want to advertise like they used to. Yeah. We have X number of space for X number of dollars mm -hmm. in this X number of neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. But what your people want to know is what's the community like? Mm -hmm. uh, who, you know, what type of environment is, are they trying to build? Uh, one of the big things right now is sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. So is this particular area working more toward a sustainable uh, ecosystem from a perspective of your buildings and how they're looking at the town. I just talked to a town, a village, he, the, his title was a village manager uh, in Ohio just yesterday. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how his whole thing has changed where people now want to 
pick up a lawnmower and go mow a, mow a plot of land, they feel good about it, right? And so you're looking at me and you're watching the show and you're going, what are they talking about? Well, it's no longer about what you provide. It's more about how what you provide helps the community and understanding the community, community and the neighborhood and how that's going to benefit them. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, if you look at, let's say that you're a leasing office space to companies in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. then you want to think about, well, who is your audience? Is that CEOs and CFOs in Minneapolis? And they might only do a real estate event every five years or so. Right. Um, so if you're just talking about the commercial real estate world all the time, they're going to tune you out. Yeah. You've got to find out, well, what's interesting to a CFO in Minneapolis, right? Maybe it's HR. Maybe right. it's sustainability. Maybe it's wellness. Maybe it's... Right. Well, I mean, think about right now, there's a big move. I mean, think about just since I've known you, all the shared spaces, you know, that have come up and popped up where... The, somebody owns that building, they own that space, and then they lease it out to individuals for office space, workspace, all those type of things, right? Yeah. That has grown tremendously. And I just read an article, <coughs> excuse me, I just read an article uh, on the plane um, that talked about how, I don't know if it's the same company, Rome, but you're familiar with Rome. Mm -hmm. um, they're providing neighborhoods. <coughs> so no longer are they providing just single, um, where people work, but they're providing they're providing these neighborhoods where people work, the office spaces, live, and have a internal group of friends. Mm -hmm. So it's going back to that tribe, that village, right? And so, as your customers and as your people that are your audience that's listening to this, they need to get, for lack of a better terminology, get out of their head on where the world used to be, and look at where it's going. Yeah, and sometimes that's a really moving target with social media. And we're going yeah. to take a short break. When we get back, Les, I want to ask you about kind of how do you do that today versus a few years ago? And what are some of the top mistakes that you want to avoid? So stay with us. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. We'll be right back. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Excelligent, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Hey, check out GetValuate.com. You can do online analysis of investment properties and share it with colleagues. It's pretty cool. Well, today we're talking social media for your business. My guest is Les Atkins. He's CEO of Orange Wave Group. He's here in Studio One. And Les, we were talking about some of the things that 
changing with social media, the importance of social media for businesses today, and, and, and that you mentioned that there's been a lot of changes. So what would you say to our audience that, that you might do today in social media, whether it's a change in platforms or things, changes in what you might want to do in social media that may, we may have done, done well with two or three years ago? What's new? Well, so the one thing that two or three years ago you could just put out posts for social media and you were at least building an audience, right? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that's changed is engagement. Yeah. So what that means is if someone responds to your post, you can't wait 24 hours before you respond back to them or you're going to lose them. Yeah. So it's having an immediate or almost an immediate response, or at least by the end of the day, have an immediate response back to people who are trying to engage with you in social media. Okay. The other things are, um, you know, it's like we talked about it, the you know, live video uh, is almost taking over video. Uh, but live video, and the nice thing about live video is you still record it so people can look at it later, right? Yeah, yeah. now that might make some people a little nervous. So you're talking about like Facebook Live, right? Yeah. Where so we could be sitting here talking or showing a building and we're just going to record it. Yeah, we're stream it'd so, be like we were streaming live, this, yeah. this, like if I was going right. to stream live this interview. Right, so if uh, we're out showing a building uh, and, and we're doing that and we say something uh, maybe inappropriate or wrong, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, so that might scare up some people, but it's kind of the new thing, right? Yeah, well, here's the thing, too, and, and a lot of video companies are going to mm -hmm. get mad at me, but I use video companies. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the older you are in business, mm -hmm. the more you think, well, it has to be professionally done, it has to have right. good lighting, it has right. to have makeup and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, your mm -hmm. audience, they want to get to, and we talked about this for years, they want to get to know you. Yeah. If I'm doing, it's the old adage of I do business with people I like. Yeah. Right? Well, if I don't know you, then you're just one of a number of people trying to get me to spend my money. Yeah. Right? So the way to do that is to be more prevalent on social media. So with live media, you have it on Facebook, and I guess Snapchat. Snapchat's kind of live. Yeah, Snapchat's yeah. actually the number one business platform out there yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, so Snapchat's live. Um, once you, I mean, it's live right away. Once you do it, it goes. It's not live like a Facebook Live. Yeah. So you can video it and then you have to actually physically post it. So if you're worried about saying the wrong thing, Snapchat would be a better one than Facebook Live because Facebook Live is live. How's Periscope doing? Um, it, it depends on who you talk to. Periscope is one of those things that you it comes up and then it goes away, and it mm -hmm. comes up and goes away. I personally don't use a lot of Periscope, so, mm -hmm. uh, but I do have uh, other uh, people that I know that are, that are using Periscope. It just kind of depends. The best, thing, the best advice I can give is Find what works for you mm -hmm. that you're comfortable with and then use it to point it to your audience. So the beauty of live video and things of those natures are you can point back links to other things, right? Yeah. So you can tell people, hey, I just did a live, a live video on Facebook, mm -hmm. right? That's, here's the recording or things of that nature. The biggest thing to understand is it's the danger of listening to a show like this is saying, okay, they said do this, this, and this, and this. And this is the platform, this is the platform, this is the platform. The danger of that is within six months, everything you and I have talked about will have changed or slightly changed or yeah. be, because there'll be new platforms that are up. There'll yeah. be new ways to do things, right? Yeah. So, you know, you had talked about whether you do all the stuff in-house or outsourcing, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things I've always recommended is you should have a team of people in-house, but then 
do outsourcing for them to a company to help you develop your strategy and do an outsourcing for people to help monitor. Um, you know, we laughed, but like, you know, if you want to keep on top of what's going on out in the social media and digital world, hire a millennial. <laughs> they won't yeah. necessarily be really good yeah. with strategy, but they'll be right on top of what's happening now, how to do the newest stuff, and they're not afraid of it, so there won't be that really high learning curve. Yeah, it reminds me when I first hired uh, James, our original producer for the show, and I think he was 24, and my last question was, wait a minute, uh, how familiar are you with social media? Because we'll use it a lot in the show. He laughed. He said, Michael, I'm 24. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are some mistakes to avoid, Les, for social media for business? The mistakes, the biggest mistake has been the same as it was when you and I first started talking. Don't try to sell your services on social media if you don't have a good presence. So if you're just now getting into this thing, don't just automatically start selling your services like you would in traditional media. So I'm a big fan of balance of social media and traditional media. So, but you've gotta be very careful because if you're just now starting in social media, you've gotta build what we call a tribe, a village, right? You gotta build that audience up so they're interested in your content. And if all you're doing is selling your services, promoting your buildings, saying you've got X number of space for X number of dollars, then everybody's gonna turn you off. Yeah. So that, I think that's the biggest mistake. The next biggest mistake is trying to be all things to all people. Uh, so you say, okay, well, there's a list of, you said YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, I need to buy all those. Mm -hmm. No, find two that you're comfortable with and then get really good at those. And again, spend that time to find out who your audience is, but get really good at and those. And find out which ones they're really on. And which one they're really on. And then what really interests them. Right, and then what really yeah. interests them, and yeah. then use one or two that you get really comfortable at. And I would even argue that, let's say that you are just have very limited time, because in, in today's world, we're all rushed, right? We have yeah. a zillion things to do, right? So what I would recommend is find out what your, number one, who where your audience is, and the chances are they're on more than one social media find out what they're interested in, and then really start focusing on creating your messages in a way that they think from, uh, you know, understanding that everybody doesn't think like you. So what's important to you may not be important to them. But the only way you know that is to kind of put things out there and see what you're getting the most response from. So like when companies create pages, like I have a social media page, you guys have a social media page, it's like, you see what posts are trending higher and then focus on creating more content of that nature. Right, right. So that leads us to that you've got to see how it's working. What's the response? Yeah, yeah, measurement. Measurement. And uh, so you know where to go to from there. Right. And that sometimes I think that seems a little difficult, you know, because you're busy putting out the content, you're busy interacting, and then you're telling me I also have to come back and see, well, how's all this going and, and, and what's the return on investment? Yeah, but here's the thing about um, between the, in the last five years, there are a ton of companies out there that will do that for you. Mm -hmm. And they're set up to do that for you. And they're not that high of an investment, right? And one of the things you said, return on investment. And ever since, the biggest thing you need to be aware of and you know, the biggest mistakes you said that businesses make, I think at the top of the list would be you've got to know, you can't look 
at building a digital presence for a dollar for dollar investment. Yeah. It does not work that way. Yeah. So if you spend $100 today, you might not see a return on that investment for five months. So you say, okay, I quit at three months. Well, you've quit two months before you're gonna see that return. Yeah. This is a long-term game, it always has been. Yeah. If you want a quick shot, do a radio ad. Yeah. If you wanna build your business to a very large and strong business, you gotta be in it for the long haul, especially when building your digital presence. Yeah, yeah, well, that's interesting. You know, we've. Our show is pretty much digital uh, media. Yeah. You know, it's podcasts, it's YouTube, it's it's uh, and it's put out on social media. And we've had advertisers that do extremely well because uh, people are here and seeing their names. But then I've had advertisers say, "Well, look, I've counted the click-throughs and and the, and the money, and we're not making the money." I said, "Well, look, over a hundred thousand people are seeing hearing your name, right? You know, on a on a weekly basis. So uh, that that's kind of." Uh, People do know you, and you're going to be able to convert those people. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, so it is a little hard. I think if, if, when you're a business owner and you're spending the time and you're spending the money on social media and you can't get that one-for-one one connection for, for making money. It, yeah, because it, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so you've got to put you know, the whole thing. Which is more valuable? That people, you send out, I sell this for X number of dollars, and that person buys it right now? Yeah. Or is it more valuable, like you said, 100,000 people know your name and if you have a digital presence and you're putting it out there where they are then when they need your service they're going to go with you because that's the first comes to their brain well let's talk about content because you know we talked about all right you got to see where your audience is which systems um, you're going to decide who they are age group demographic what's interesting to them but now we've got Content. Now we got to create content, find content. Content. What are some tips? And is it okay to share content that we didn't necessarily create, but we think it's interesting to our audience? It's vital that you share content yeah. that you didn't create, but you think it's interesting to your, to your audience. Because if all you're doing is putting out your own content, mm -hmm. then it's kind of like the old adage of, well, if you keep telling me to buy a Whopper, I'm going to go buy a, a, a burger, a Big Mac, right? Because it's like you're, you're just asking me about your stuff. I don't know anything about what your industry is, you know? So you can build a digital presence and also a better knowledge and better audience because the audience in today's world is a little bit smarter, although they don't, people don't think that. But what I mean by that is if you're only putting out your own content, then what are you trying to hide? is kind of where people go with that. Yeah. So you've got to put out, you know, different content from different people and share people. And now in today's world, there's a few people that write content that, that say you have to write copyright and all that, but very, very few anymore. I mean, yeah. you can grab content anywhere. Yeah. And as long as you, as you source it back to who did it, right. you can share it. Right. So with your, with your audience, one of the biggest things is, you know, let's say you have a building in Minneapolis, but you don't live in Minneapolis. But there's a probably a Minneapolis Chamber of Economics that puts out a, a weekly or monthly or annual view of how business, neighborhood, the community is. Mm -hmm. I would share that as well as mm -hmm. the other information. So yeah. you've got to be very careful with content not to always make it your own. Right. Final tip, less for uh, listeners and viewers related to social media business? I guess the final tip would be do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, here's the thing. It's yeah. like, it amazes me that we're, this has been around big since 2007. That's when, well, the end of 2006 was when Facebook 
let everybody in, right? And it's grown, it's grown, grown. And you still have businesses that are like, I'm not so sure about <laughs> the social media. I mean, you still have people out there saying, well, social media is to get people traffic to your website. Yeah. So two tips, two big tips. Number one, if you're not doing it, do it. Because the time for you to do it and do it well is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And what's going to happen, the people that are not going to get into it in the next two, three years, they're going to miss the boat. It's going to be one of those things they said, wow, I wish I would have. Yeah. And then the second thing is there's a zillion people out there talking about social media. Be careful to not throw your hat into the ring with the first one that comes with a pitch to you about social media. And the reason why I say that, I've been doing this since 2005. And you've got people that have been doing social media for a year, right? right? So be yeah. very careful to do a little bit of research into if you're going to outsource those things, how long have they been doing it? How well are their engagement statistics? And are they doing this for other people? Good information, Les. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And hey, we'd like to connect with you. So uh, check out our uh, social media links. And you can find them all at CREshow.com. But on Twitter, we're at CRE underscore show. I'm at Bull Realty. Uh, the show and, uh, and myself and my company, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, comment, share. We're also on YouTube. Uh, the Commercial Real Estate Show has a channel, and you can subscribe there. And you can use our content and share it. And stay with us, because next we're going to have some special guests who are in the commercial real estate industry using social media in a big progressive way. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Build out the best all-in-one marketing tool for your brokerage. Learn how you can create marketing materials instantly and streamline your property listings process. Visit buildout.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. This segment is brought to you by Build Out. Uh, if you're in commercial real estate brokerage, check out buildout.com. You will be glad you did. Well, today we're talking about social media for your business. Please welcome my next guest. is Michael Beckerman. Michael is founder and CEO of The News Funnel, which you're going to love hearing about this for social media for your business. He's also CEO of CRE tech.com and he's joining us on the phone today michael thanks for being with us hey michael thank you so much for having me it's a great pleasure we're a big fan of the show and all that you've been doing and um it's a thrill to be here with you well thank you and it's uh good to talk to you again last time we talked i was uh smoking a big cigar sitting on my porch and i enjoyed hearing about all the great tech things and and news funnel things that you're doing and let's share that quickly uh with with the guests i mean with our audience so the news funnel tell us about what you guys do there yeah that's great michael so thanks again so my, just quickly, so my background was um, I started a public relations firm in the late 1980s, um, and my niche and my specialty was uh, real estate companies, mostly commercial. And uh, so what our job was was to call the local you know, business journal, the local newspapers, the trade media, um, uh, and try and get our clients their development projects their brokers uh, profiled in the media. And it was a thriving business for 20, 25 years. Uh, we, we built it into a national practice. And, uh, it, and along the way, you know, it, 
it did take a rocket scientist to understand that the media landscape was changing in the right. late 2000s. So, you know, you had the Internet started to really take hold, and as a consequence, a lot of the media went online. Print, obviously, um, you know, really faced some severe challenges in terms of their financial viability. And as a result, a lot of the great journalists and great reporters that are in the media started to take buyouts, and the, the real estate section started to get smaller and smaller. So I was looking at it, and again, our firm was at the top of its game, and we were thriving and saying, you know, I think there's a new frontier out there. And, you know, there's a great quote by uh, Wayne Gretzky when they asked him, you know, why he's so good. He said, you know, most people skate to where the puck is, and he skates where he thinks the puck is headed. And so I started thinking about where the future of media lied, where was it going to be, and, and I started to see that companies and individuals in different industries started to create their own content. Right. And it was happening in financial services, it was happening in healthcare, it was happening in logistics, it was happening in um, you know consumer world, that you would start to see blogs written by CEOs, you would start to see um, you know, show, TV shows, broadcast shows, you start to see white papers and things like that. And they started to become the expert. And I knew this was eventually going to take hold in the real estate industry. And you actually were one of the first content marketing uh, professional people out there. So I said, well, if, every, if the trend's going to be that people and companies are going to start creating content, where's it going to live? How are they going to distribute it? So I wound up uh, selling my agency to my partner and uh, left um, in about 2012 uh, to form the News Funnel, which was a, a place that was going to aggregate all of the real estate content in the industry and distribute it to real estate professionals for free based on what their interests were. Yeah. So if you're in Atlanta and you're interested in industrial, right. the News Funnel will send to you all of that news. Right, so and, I, and I want to key in on that. Do. And I want to key in on that for a second, Michael, because I think, you know, we're talking about social media for business. Most of our listeners and viewers are in the commercial real estate world. And if you're going to have a following and connections in social media, you have to have some great content. But you don't necessarily have to always create your content. So tell our listeners and viewers what they can do with the News Funnel because you really want your content to be the type of content interesting to the audience that you want to reach, right? Well, exactly. That's a great question. So, so here we are in the news funnel. We've got 5,000 sources of content. We've got Michael Bowles' show, and we've got the Wall Street Journal, and we've got you know, all the local business journals, and we've got, we've got folks like Duke Long or Jeremy Neuer. We've got individual brokers that we're grabbing their blogs. And we, on our end, can tell what sort of content resonates the most with our audience, right? What's getting opened and what have you. And the best content, and again, I, I don't mean to keep uh, flattering you, but I believe that mm-hmm. is the content sort of, you know, uh, where you are taking the place of the media. And you, Michael Ball or Jeremy Noy or Duke Long, um, you're a commercial real estate broker, you're in a, you're in a developer, and you're, you're educating your audience as to what type of trends you're seeing in your marketplace. And I felt that, you know, with all due respect to my great friends in the journalism community, there are no better experts than the people that are in the industry. 
So I think the great content that I see out there, that I'm opening, that I know that it's being opened on our platform, are things where people are saying, this is the trend with cap rates in this market. This is the trends with distribution. These are, you know, they'll, they'll write an article about what Amazon's plans might be. Uh, they'll comment on it. They'll produce a video. I mean, it's, it's anything that is educational and informative to, an, to the audience. It's not self-serving and how that type of stuff people don't want to read about right and how uh, can about your accolades they want to know about your knowledge and that's what content marketing is social media is sort of the way you get it out right starts as you said michael what's the content right so let me ask you this michael if i'm i'm a listener and i do office tenant rep in cincinnati um and or maybe i sell office investment properties in cincinnati um, can I get just news that I think from the news funnel that's going to interest my audience to consider sharing? Well, that's the goal, Michael. That's the goal. The goal of the site is through our algorithms. Once you tell us that you are interested in Cincinnati office or industrial, that we will you know, pipe that, that content to you as it happens, either your desktop or your mobile app. So that's the goal. And in real time. So if Michael Ball uploads something the news funnel and i'm interested in that topic i'll get it as soon as he uploads it so that's the that's the goal to put this all in real time yes to make because i think the other thing that is that the world and it's not just obviously i'm following the larger trend whether it's a spotify or apple or uh you know even amazon everything's moving towards personalization so the more that i that, that i can personalize things for you the better and i would also say that the more that you know, the content creators can personalize and understand their audience and tailor their content to, towards that audience, the better. That's what people want. They want actionable content. Yeah, and that's key. And also for the social media, you want expediency. You you want to be able to get to the content very quickly and not have to spend, you know, two or three hours a day trying to find the right content. Uh, and the news funnel kind of uh, allows uh, you to do that in, in our field. So, so, Michael, what else would you say to uh, our audience about social media and, and content to, to help them with their endeavors uh, related well, to social I media? Say a couple things, Michael. Thank you. So, you know, I mean, I write myself a lot. People tell me, uh, Michael Beckerman's blog, I'm writing um, and I'm posting something every single day. So it's either original content, my thoughts about, and I, I write either about content marketing or technology, which is a big passion of mine in terms of real mm-hmm. estate. So I write an article. My, here's, my, here's my thoughts. Here are the trends I think are, are happening. I write, um, uh, I do Q&As with people, sort of like what you're doing now. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll post interesting information that I think is relevant to my readers. But I think the key is, number one, is to make it authentic. That whatever you write, don't make it canned. Don't make it generic. You know, speak in your own voice as you talk to your clients as you want to be perceived. So that's, that's number one what I tell people is, is be authentic, be yourself. Number two is you've got to be consistent. So now I, I do something, I'm pretty active because it's my job uh, as the sort of the brand ambassador to be out there. But, you know, you should write something every week, right? You should be writing at least once a week some form of new content. The other thing that's really important is you should engage with your audience. I mean, I'm on, whether I'm on LinkedIn uh, or Twitter, 
uh, or any of the other social platforms that are out there. And for instance, somebody today, a, a contact of mine, posted an article on LinkedIn about Amazon's um, quest to build a new five million square foot uh, second headquarters in the, in the United States. And they, this person tagged me, and I responded right away, right? Um, and I think everybody's going to say, well, I have a day job, that's very important. But, you know, if you're going to get involved in content marketing and social media, you've got to be responsive and consistent. Right. So I think, you know, it's very important to be authentic. Uh, it's very important to be consistent. And it's, it's incredibly important to be responsive so that if somebody likes an article that you wrote and you posted it on LinkedIn or whatever, and they said, great article, you got to respond to it. Right. That's how, you know, this is the new networking, social media, as I like to call it, in, in, in real estate. So it's, it's the greatest way to do it. It doesn't cost much, if anything, at all. But so you've got to, like, you know, in networking, you got to respond. So that's, right. That's I like that. I like that, Michael. Well, this morning um, I posted an article that was really written by one of my competitors, uh, but I thought it was really good for my audience is is that a bad thing or a good thing i think it's a great thing i think that reflects michael bowles brand meaning you are an authentic honest guy with integrity and you're not one of these you know i mean i'm sure you're a competitive guy but no i think that's terrific i do the same thing if i see an article i mean we don't really have any competitors in the news funnel as such but if i see uh, 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 something that, you know, might be somewhat competitive at all, I will absolutely post it and comment on it. You know, we are also now in the tech, uh, uh, real estate tech uh, conference uh, space, having bought SeriTech.com in January. So there are, there are many competitors, not many, but there's a few competitors that are also running events. And I'm, I'm very uh, quick to also, you know, talk about them, promote them, uh, assist them, so I, I think that is a great strategy. I think it reflects very well on you. Great. And, Michael, thank you. And so if you had to give the biggest mistake to avoid in social media for your business in 60 seconds, what would that be? That's a good one because it's hard for me to talk anything in front of 60 <laughs> seconds, as you can tell. I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. The biggest mistake that I see uh, – I would say it's, 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 the, it's simple. It's just the uh, lack of consistency. Okay. Um, here's what I, I always tell people that, you know, whatever you put out there into the world, whether it's the way you answer the phones in your company or the way you greet people or how you process your, uh, at, you know, your paperwork or your what have you, reflects how you do your job, right? So if, if it's, if you, if you come into somebody's office and it's highly cold and highly impersonal and kind of rude, well, that says a lot about this type of company. Mm -hmm. So it, the same thing holds true for social media and content marketing. If you're not consistent, it means you're probably not good on the follow-up. I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Like, if you set out to do something and you don't fulfill the commitment, well, that doesn't speak well of your brand and your company. So... If, you know, to, when I go to websites and I see that somebody posted a blog 
in October and the next one in February, <laughs> it makes me crazy. Because I'm saying, what kind yeah. of message are you sending yeah. to your potential customers that you can't follow through? Right. No that makes me crazy. Michael, thank you. I know that was longer than 60 seconds. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> Great information, Michael. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Michael, it's always a pleasure and continued success to you. I'm a, I'm a big fan. And when I talk about content marketing and I talk about social media, I often point to what you and your crew are doing because you're absolutely doing it all right. Great. Thanks Thank you. And if you, all right, my friend. And if you haven't checked out the news funnel, do check it out. You can really customize it, really save some time, really find some uh, good content to share uh, with your audience. And I will follow up, as uh, Michael said, be consistent here, follow up. I'm going to, in the next segment, give you a few tips from me, from Michael Bull. Stay with us. Yes, I am Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, premier commercial real estate video services. BarnesCreativeStudios.com Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit realcrowd.com. Choose between core, core plus, value add, or opportunistic. Visit realcrowd.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. This segment is brought to you by Excelligent. Check them out. They have great building data in most of the major cities around the U.S. Visit Excelligent.com. Well, today we're talking about social media for your business, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show, and I am in commercial real estate, obviously, and I do have a pretty good social media following. I've been doing it for a long time, and I remember when I first started doing it, my brokers actually laughed at me, you know, but I look at my brokerage practice as it's half consulting advice and the other half is marketing. We're marketing our services, we're marketing our properties for sale and for lease for our clients. So I got into it early on. I'll share just a few tips uh, with you and, and if you want to look at some of the things I'm doing, uh, my Twitter is at Bull Realty. Uh, on LinkedIn, you can just look up Michael Bull, uh, and you can see I've got a lot of connections, uh, a lot of followers, and um, you know I have fun. Probably my favorite one, favorite social media sites are those two, uh, but I'll share with you a few tips. Uh, my number one tip would be to, if you're just kind of getting started in a social media uh, platform, uh, kind of watch, listen, learn, kind of look because all these social media platforms will work a little differently. You know, what's okay in one might not be okay in the other. Uh, you might want to look at the groups and things like that and start understanding it before you start, you know, dishing out uh, a lot of content and doing things uh, so that you kind of know the protocol uh, and what works. Another tip I would give you is to um, share content that is interesting to your audience. Now, you may think, well, of course you do that, but, but think about it. Maybe you're a commercial real estate broker and you're in DC and you're an office tenant rep and interesting things to you might involve a lot of commercial real estate, but you're really the audience you want to reach are the business leaders in DC. So you may want to share information that's interesting to them because they might not care about real estate, but once every five, seven years or 
you know, when they have a real estate need. But they're always interested in HR. They're always interested in business in their city. They're always interested in being more productive. There's a lot of things that will interest them that you may have a following and connections with them because you're sharing information valuable to them. So really think about your audience and who you want to connect with and not just what might interest you. So think about that. Another tip, a number three tip that I would give you is to provide some social in your social media. You know, it's, it's in the name, right? And we're talking about social media for business. So you may think about, you know, providing information uh, that's business oriented all the time. But also people like to get to know you, right? You want to do business with people you like. Uh, you like to know that there's a person behind behind the brand. Uh, so don't be afraid to share some social things. Be careful. You want to make sure, obviously, that it's appropriate. Um, but you know, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't post uh, if you're doing business social media. I wouldn't post your political uh, slants. If you want to do that, fine. But I wouldn't do that. Uh, I, but you want to do some things. Post some social things so they know a little bit who you are. Um, Number four, I would say, is using video and using images. You think about if you're looking through a timeline and you're kind of quickly flowing through, it may be that video or picture that, that captures your attention and gets you involved in that post and, and that person and connecting with that person. So when you can, uh, use video and use uh, images. Number five tip that I would give is pay attention to the influencers in your industry. Um, think about uh, connecting with them, think about following them, think about retweeting their information, reposting it, uh, commenting, commenting on it. To give you an example, we, we post a lot of, of, of great original content from the Commercial Real Estate Show, and, and some folks will, uh, it, some of the content will fit their audience, and, and they'll repost it, and they'll, they'll tweet it, and they'll comment, you know, and I appreciate that, so I will look at their content and try to do the same thing, and it makes me notice that person, maybe I have referrals for them or business opportunities for them, so I think it's important to look who your influencers are. Don't be afraid to share content that, uh, that, that you didn't put out. If you think the content is interesting to your audience, then don't be afraid uh, to share it. Also, uh, understand the protocol on social media. You know, uh, sometimes I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a social media account. I'll see they'll post a great article. I'll read the article. But instead of posting that article to my audience, I'll go back and retweet or repost it from the person where I found it. It's, it's protocol, right? Um, and, and then those people appreciate it and it builds your influence. It shows that, that you're that type of person. And, and sometimes people will actually see it. You know, if you're, you're posting something that's, that, that you're following someone else and they post it and then you post it right after, it, it could make you even look bad. So, you know, use some protocol. Use some of the courtesies that you would in everyday normal life. And uh, if you want to look at uh, the commercial real estate show, there's our, our social media, my social media accounts are there at CREshow.com. Um, and we were talking about content earlier. While you're there, there's a sector button. So if you're just in multifamily or you're just in single tenant net lease, um, you can look at content there that is specifically in your sector uh, that if you want to look at it to share uh, with your followers and your connections. Well, thanks for joining us today. If you join us on the radio stations, iTunes, YouTube, 
uh, the show website. We really appreciate your being with us. Appreciate you subscribing and sharing our content. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh. And join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Excelligent, building data everywhere. Real Crowd, crowdfunding with the professionals. Get Valuate, online investment analysis. Build Out, marketing for your brokerage. For more information on these great companies, visit CREshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and connect with us on your favorite social media.